we're never going back. Uh, we agree that if we can never go back to downloading spreadsheets, we, we're not going to do that anymore. So I, I feel like we are, sounds like a cult, but we're like converters, right? We're like, we're believers. We believe in uh, moving our organization totally. So we were actually extremely excited for the process. I, I know that some people maybe are not as interested or feel like it's draining, but we finally felt that we had somebody with the necessary skill and expertise to understand our challenges. So we found it extremely almost therapeutic to tell everybody and somebody, here's all these problems, here's every challenge we face. My guest on the show today is Yolanda Luna Mraz. She is the Chief Programs Officer of High Jump, a nonprofit based in Chicago. High Jump's mission is to equalize access to education for Chicago middle school students who have exhibited academic ambition and potential and who are of limited economic means. Yolanda and High Jump worked with TechBridge to create a technology assessment and roadmap for the future. Here today to tell us more about High Jump and their relationship with TechBridge is Yolanda. Yolanda, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to have you. It's going to be a great chat. Love the work. I love the mission for what you're doing. It's Thanks. so important and it, you're giving so many people uh, just amazing opportunities and I really appreciate that. So let's start with you. Uh, give us the quick the flyover of who you are, what you're about, and then what you do at High Jump. Great. Um, so like so many of our scholars, I grew up in Chicago, born and raised. I'm a product of Chicago public schools and first generation college uh, graduates. So I like to tell people I've been in a public school since I was three years old. So probably the longest career ever in um, CPS. Um, I was with the district for almost 16, over 16 years. And I was really shaped by my experience in the school system and always felt a responsibility to improve it for others. Um, I worked as a middle school teacher, assistant principal and principal most recently at Decatur Classical School, which is one of the best elementary schools in our state of Illinois. And uh, at Decatur, I had the honor of spearheading a $30 million construction project that expanded the school to accommodate seventh and eighth grade, which is really what I love is middle school. We improved facilities and added a play space such as a turf field, which is a big deal in Chicago. And I'm really proud that our school was selected as a national blue ribbon winner in 2020. So after a long career with CPS, I decided I'm gonna take my passions and commitment to education and make a bigger impact on the students of Chicago. And I now work at High Jump, which as you said, is a nonprofit that provides academic enrichment for talented seventh and eighth graders across the city. And I serve as a chief programs officer. At High Jump, my role is really to oversee all of our programming and anything that impacts students, teachers, and families. And this would include curriculum planning, professional development, schedules, course selection, staffing, and working with our incredible partners to provide the best experience for our students. I love that. And I love that you mentioned that you love seventh and eighth graders. <laughs> so most people are fearful of middle school. I think middle schoolers are fantastic. Uh, in, in what feels like a past life, I was uh, for a brief time, a seventh grade uh, special education teacher. And I loved it. And I love those seventh graders. And it's such a pivotal year between kind of little kid and like teenage, you know, years. So um, that's so, just so important. The work that you're doing, that age group is so, so yeah. important. So it's great. I'm, I'm 
I'm, I'm so glad that you're doing that work. So, uh, so you told us about the mission of High Jump. I'm curious, like, how did the organization get started? What's the background there? So High Jump was founded in 1989, and we serve including our alumni, over 2,000 students. So the program is free. Um, it is year-round, and we really provide a um, resource-rich environment where middle school students receive academic enrichment, social-emotional education, and high school counseling with the goal of preparing them to thrive in college and beyond. So we believe in creating a safe and nurturing learning environment where diverse scholars can dream, grow, and achieve more. And we know this is a powerful investment in our shared future. And so um, what that looks like is that High Jump provides a pathway to college for seventh and eighth graders through our program. So our students go to school in the summer and they go to school during the school year for about five weeks in the summer and then about 18 Saturday sessions. Um, on average, our students have over 700 of additional academic and social emotional instruction than the average middle schooler. So they really come out gaining um, so much more than just academics. They make friends, they have experiences, we have elective courses, and we really try to replicate an experience um, that maybe a kid might get at a private school, right? And so we bring that to our students regardless of what na their neighborhood school looks like. Um, quick example. This summer, we had, um, you know, team building field trips for our students. We had a music hip hop course that the kids got to take. They take art classes. They do hands-on science. They dissected um, like frogs. And it's really interesting because the kids will say, I don't have this course in my, you know, in my neighborhood school. But not only do they get to take the course here, um, they get to meet other kids from across the city who love to learn. And that is really something that um, kids walk away from and will tell me later, this is the best experience. I've met all my best friends at High Jump. And that's really meaningful too. I love that. I mean, it, 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 it makes sense, right? Like these kids are already high achieving. They want more input. They want more opportunity. And, and you're giving them that opportunity, which is, right. which is profound. I love that. So, all right, so let's, let's switch gears uh, to learn a little bit more about High Jump in the work with TechBridge. So, Tell me a little bit about what High Jump was like from a tech perspective before you started working with TechBridge. Well, from a tech perspective, I think High Jump was where a lot of nonprofits find themselves, right? It's putting all of their efforts and resources and funds towards programming and not really understanding or knowing how to fix that technology gap or the needs. Um, so as TechBridge would later describe it, we were swimming in spreadsheets and we did not know how to get out. Um, we had Google Suites and spreadsheets, and that was basically what we had in terms of technology and student information management. Yeah. Um, and that caused a great deal of frustration and stress on our team um, because it took so much longer to find information. It was unclear which report was most accurate. Did someone update it and not tell me and save it as new? Did someone delete the file? Like those things that are, mm, you know, yeah. part of a school. But in a school, you have um, kind of a hub, right? An information system that stores everything and there's a person responsible. And I think that we understood that there was probably a better way, but you don't know what you don't know. And I mm. suspected that there was, there had to be. I just didn't have that expertise and I didn't have a team that... Um, could even build it. And so it felt like this thing that is out of reach. We have no idea how to even begin. And so from, I think 
like a lot of other institutions who just stop because we don't know what even what is the right step to take and how do you remedy this big problem that you know is really taxing on your team's time and energy. Mm, yeah, I mean, so so Google Suites and spreadsheets sounds like a terrible rhyme from that hip hop class you mentioned. So, yeah. <laughs> so hopefully, no students are coming up with that rhyme for you. So, um, all right, so so that that's the background. Um, what did you and your team learn from the technology assessment in, in the in the roadmap process? So we were actually extremely excited for the process. I I know that some people maybe are not as interested or feel like it's draining, but we finally felt that we had somebody with the necessary skill and expertise to understand our challenges. So we found it extremely almost therapeutic to tell everybody and somebody, here's all these problems, here's every challenge we face, what can you do to help us? Um, and the team did, you know, I was happy to learn that there was indeed a better way to operate and that it didn't have to be this way if we didn't want it to be. Um, and so I, I found the whole process actually really inspiring and hopeful because I found that there was a pathway for us to not be stuck here. And they presented um, different phases for us. So, you know, you have to also think what is digestible for your team and your organization and where you are right now. So you don't need to change everything, but what is a priority and what would make a significant improvement in the way that the organization runs and ultimately the service that you can provide for families and students. So I really appreciate they offered us many pathways to move forward with timelines um, so that we could see a long-term solution for our needs. Um, this included ways to consolidate information, how do we improve communication and reach to our families and find accurate schedule, medical information, all the things that we thought were not possible or that would take forever. Um, they found a way to just make it easier. And even for reporting for find like board members and what we need to report for grants. Um, we just realized that there was a much more efficient way to, to operate. Hmm. So it sounds like the first project that the planning went well, I, I, I think you did a first project. It sounds like it went well. Is that right? Yeah. I, I cannot say enough about how much we love the TechBridge team. Um, we were under a great deal of pressure uh, in a very tight schedule because we needed to get our new student information online by June. So our programming starts mid-June. We agreed to move forward in April and it was a mad dash to, to finish this project. Um, they were extremely patient um, and provided a lot of support for our team. I will say there was a lot of um, give and take in meetings. So they had to meet certain deadlines, which meant my team had to turn certain things in. So I, I think that that's important for anyone thinking about doing this is you have to be realistic. If, if you're in accelerating a timeline, then your team needs to work with them. And it was really successful. We felt uh, extremely informed about everything that was taking place and cared for in the process. Um, so we developed a strong partnership and trust. And it came to the point where um, our team really took their recommendations seriously, um, understanding that they were going to tell us what was going to be best long-term um, and short-term. And that was our decision, but understanding like these are all the choices and this is how it's going to impact you. Even if you're not a tech person and even if you don't understand all the coding that goes behind it, um, here's what it means and how it will impact you. And just 
kind of translating that sophisticated language that is outside of my scope of expertise, uh, I found that really comforting and made me feel that I could trust this new process. And um, I think at one point they showed us a demo of what it was going to look like. And my team, I am not kidding, they clapped. They were so happy that they clapped. They're like, this is amazing. Are you telling me that it's going to always look this way? And they're like, yeah, this is this is how you're going to find your student information. And um, my team really loves them. And I think that that's really important because often I think there is a resistance in organizations to innovate and to change. Um, but I think that whoever's leading the charge, um, TechBridge was very considerate of understanding that people need to digest change differently. And we're very gentle with our team. But once we saw what, what was possible, we were sold. And so um, it was a really successful project. Everything got done. And that included a lot of handholding that I think a lot of organizations don't think about uh, when you yeah. kind of do this kind of work. Um, but we appreciated that we were able to call with any questions and um, they were extremely responsive and that matters in, in, in the space where you are serving kids and things will come up in real time. Yeah. Well, wow, I mean, that, that sounds like an amazing project and an, an aggressive and amazing <laughs> timeline. You told it, uh, that's just, wow. So, uh, so are you working on any projects now as well? Yeah, we're hooked. I feel like our team, <laughs> we're never going back. Uh, we agree that if we can never go back to downloading spreadsheets, we, we're not going to do that anymore. So I, I feel like we are, sounds like a cult, but we're like converters, right? We're like, we're believers. We believe in uh, moving our organization totally. So at this point, um, our plan is to have all of our recruitment information and application data live in the same space. So that's going to include customized reports, um, automating aspects of our scoring so that my team can concentrate on recruitment efforts and outreach. Um, so this will allow for a smoother acceptance process and registration for our next cohort. Um, and our comfort level with technology has really increased. So like I said, we have no desire to go back. Um, and we have continued to work closely with TechBridge to find another, another level of um, efficiency and innovation to high jump. Um, and we feel really good. It's it's really, I can't say it enough. It just feels like a sense of relief that I can go on a platform, make a click a button and that data is accurate. And I don't have to check with five people to make sure that the math was right or that the formula was entered correctly. And when you are dealing with students and data and confidential information, those things are critical, right? You need to be accurate. And so it feels really great to know that when we log in, that information is accurate and I can, with confidence, give that number out if I need to. So, so you had a great successful project. You're working on another project now. What are the plans for the future look like from you from a technological perspective? Well, a um, couple things. I think that, you know, if I put my educator hat on, I, I think that the pandemic has, you know, forced schools and institutions to make some major shifts and adapt the needs of your clients for us as our students. Um, so in many ways, we've all had to reevaluate our strategies, do things we've never done before. This is an example of that for us. Um, I think that as we move in this post-pandemic world, it's gonna be important for us to reflect on what we've learned, 
um, and use this as an opportunity to keep innovating in the educational space. And for us, that includes TechBridge, right? How do we continue to innovate and think forward and not go backwards? And I think the inclination for a lot of organizations and schools, if I may digress a little, is to just go back to what we knew. Um, but the reality is that that will no longer be successful in this new space because everything has changed, right? The needs of kids change, needs of parents, the tolerance level of families and what they will tolerate in terms of stress has changed. Um, we've changed. And so for us, I think we are looking for more ways to keep evaluating our systems, where do we find room for improvement? How do we have incremental change and growth so that we don't become stale, so we don't go back? Because technology will inevitably continue to change and evolve. And so how do we stay current with that? Um, my hope is that in the future, um, we can continue having conversation with the TechBridge folks and find opportunities for us to continue to work together um, and bring us great sense of collaboration. Um, I know we're working to bring our alumni data up to speed as well. We have over 3,000 um, students in our alumni pool. So if you think for 33 years, every kid yeah. that's gone through high jump. So thinking of a way to update their data so it's not on a spreadsheet, mm -hmm. um, how do we reach them? Um, kids don't like emails. I don't know if you, if you know that, but Mm -hmm. Young folks don't really like to check their emails. And so how do we incorporate texting or social media and how do we automate that so that um, we're able to just continue to stay in touch and network? So I think yeah. that is our, our future phase of working with TechBridge. But, you know, I my team really loves TechBridge. I don't know. They're not paying me to say that. I want to stress that this is all my free will. Um, but we have really appreciated. Uh, they bring such professionalism and, and positivity to, to the space. And the work is hard, right? Working with kids and, you know, 87% um, of our students are going to be the first person in their family to graduate college. 85% um, wow. identify as people of color. And so this work really matters to us. Uh, we don't charge. Everything is free for our families and students. And so having TechBridge come in and work with us and us saying like, look, this is who we are. Here's what we need. Where can you meet us? And then doing that and then showing us that there's a better way. Yeah, It gives us hope because this is not easy work, as I said, and it's not about making money for them. I never felt that way. And I know people have to make a living. I understand that, but it is about joining our mission. I have always felt that they made a great effort to understand what we do, who we are, so that the advice they give us and the plans that they create reflect our values. And that is a lot of care and attention that was hard to find. I will say that we searched for other groups to help us, and I was always very skeptical. I think it's the Chicagoan in me. <laughs> I don't trust anyone who's like, we're going to make this better and it's going to be really easy. Um, but they really sold us on not just the product, but just the process that they would be with us and walk us through. And they did. And so any chance I get to tell people about there's a better way, I just want them to understand that there really is a better way. And you don't have to do it all at once. You know, maybe you, you do a phase or a, a portion of it. But I think in general, that growth mindset is really important to to adopt. Yeah. That's so good. That's so good. And 
The work that you're doing sounds just profound and amazing. You know, thank you for the work that you're doing with kids. Thank you. And the impact you're making on, I mean, just generations of families, right. not just those those kids alone. So, um, man, just amazing work. Uh, I'm so excited for the work you're doing and how technology is going to help support that. So, yeah. Um, thanks for joining me on the show today. Of course. This is amazing. Thank you. This is great. This podcast is produced by TechBridge. To find out more about our work and how you can be a part, visit techbridge.org. That's techbridge.org. Also, make sure to follow us on social media. Thanks again for listening and tune in next week for more great content.